The hour cometh and now is when the true worshipper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together the Venite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our psalms are Psalm 19 on page 363 and Psalm 23 on page 368. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. One day telleth another, and one night certifieth another. There is neither speech nor language, but their voices are heard among them. Their sound is gone out into all lands, and their words into the ends of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which cometh forth as a bridegroom out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a giant to run his course. It goeth forth from the uttermost part of the heaven, and runneth about unto the end of it again. And there, and there is, is nothing, nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is an undefiled law, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, and giveth wisdom unto the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, and rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, and giveth light unto the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, and endureth forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant taught, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can tell how oft he offendeth? O cleanse thou me from my secret faults. Keep thy servant also from presumptuous sins, lest they get the dominion over me, so shall I be undefiled and innocent from the great offense. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd, therefore can I lack nothing. He shall feed me in a green pasture and lead me forth beside the waters of comfort. He shall convert my soul, and bring me forth in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Thou shalt prepare a table for me in the presence of them that trouble me. Thou hast anointed my head with oil, and my cup shall be full. Surely thy loving kindness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the tenth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today for your good. Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God, also the earth with all that is in it. The Lord delighted only in your fathers to love them, and he chose their descendants after them. You above all peoples, as it is in this day. Therefore, circumcise the foreskin of your heart, and be stiff-necked no longer. For the Lord your God is God of gods, and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality nor takes a bribe. He administers justice for the fatherless and the widow, and loves the stranger, giving him food and clothing. Therefore love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord your God, you shall serve him, and to him you shall hold fast and take oaths in his name. He is your praise and he is your God, who has done for you these great and awesome things which your eyes have seen. Your fathers went down to Egypt with 70 persons, and now the Lord your God has made you as the stars of heaven in multitude. Therefore, you shall love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his statutes, his judgments, and his commandments always. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second chapter of the first epistle of John. My little children, these things I write to you, so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is a propitiation for our sins, 
and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Now by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment, which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I, I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of the Lord abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the dayspring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who has taught us that in all our doings without charity or nothing worth, send thy Holy Ghost and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of charity, the very bond of peace and of all virtues, without which whosoever liveth is counted dead before thee. Grant this for thine only Son, Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to the uh, Quinquagesima Sunday. I think that's how you say it. It's kind of a, one of those harder ones to look at. It's a longer word. Um, this is uh, theoretically 50 days before Lent, but about Wednesday we start Lent where there's 40 days before Lent. So Lent is just about on us. So <clears throat> we all have things that make us feel good. You know, something we look forward to, a thing that's not easy, but the reward is great. And satisfaction is like that. I really feel good when I accomplish something I set out to do. Reaching a goal is really satisfying. Setting out and doing what it takes to achieve the goal, the reward is attaining of the goal. And sometimes, even more than having the something, is the feeling of having something. I remember being on championship football, basketball, and track teams. Trophies are nice, but just that feeling. I remember Freddie Mercury singing, we are the champions, my friend. It's really a feeling that's hard to match. And if you think of the most amazing feeling, like the ones I'm talking about, and realize how it crumbles in insignificance in light of a personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah, we all want the fullness of the kingdom, but I'm talking about right now. We know we can't earn heaven, but we don't we feel closer to God when we are steadfast and faithful than when we are not? I used to dread Lent because it seems so draconian. What I have found out over the years is that by dropping something that gets between me and God, 
and adding something that draws me closer to God. I can feel the closeness and I hunger for it. So our lessons today are about getting close and staying close to God. In Deuteronomy, we learn the, it starts, our chapter starts with the basic command of Deuteronomy, to love the Lord with heart and soul. To fear the Lord is to give him due worship and recognize his lordship over all the world. It's a natural accompaniment. It's not what we earn. It, it springs from love. The commands in verses 12 through 13 stress obedience to God's word. The phrase, what does the Lord God ask of you? And I think we're all familiar with the verse uh, in, in Micah. What does the Lord require of thee but to love justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? It shows that religion and practices is and its practices are dead unless it comes from the heart. Moses goes on to recall the choice of Israel and tried to stir their gratitude. And then he uses a different concept or a different thought that they've never had before when he says, circumcise the foreskins of your heart. And it sounded kind of blunt. If you look in our lectionary, that verse is left out. But I think it's absolutely critical because I think it talks about the difference between outside religion and inside religion. Circumcision was an outside act. And as we know, a sacrament is an outer, outer evidence of an inward glory. And so if you just do the outer evidence without the inward glory, then, then there's, no, um, there's no religion there. It's fake. And so what Mo Moses is saying, your hearts have to change before the outside changes. And the people were getting it backwards. And we can tend to get it backwards. We do things because we're supposed to, not because we love God. Deuteronomy doesn't want us to abolish any of these, these rules or rituals, only to put them in true perspective. So the chapter finishes with a final call to worship God alone and a reminder of his faithfulness and his promises. So then we go to 1 John. And John's very clear about his purpose, why he writes. And you saw in there a, a little uh, section where he talked about to the children, to the young men, to the fathers, and then he repeated it and it was a poetical type thing. But the reason he, he wrote this is so we won't sin. I write this to you so you will not sin. In the previous chapter he wrote, so they may enjoy fellowship with God and with each other. And kind of a reminder to me, our hearts are circumcised when we come to God and realize that we are sinners. And a paradoxical consequence of this is that we come to appreciate the fact that our sinful state, in our sinful state, we are unworthy to approach God, our great and holy God, and we need help. And John assures us that we have and need the help. And we read this in the new, and I don't know if you recognize it in the New King James, but each Sunday in the comfortable words we read, uh, when we sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense. And I think what you're used to hearing is, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. That's the verse where this comes from. So the Father, Jesus speaks to the Father in our defense. And it's a consistent New, Te New Testament teaching that God forgives us in a way that is just and righteous. Forgiveness does not, this is the conclusion here, forgiveness does not avoid moral law, but it establishes it. So as we attend to and get ready for Lent, uh, I'm actually uh, looking forward to Lent, even with the um, sacrifices, because I know the sacrifices bring me closer and I can feel the presence. And it's, it's a, a feeling and knowledge that not only is God with me now, it's also 
uh, promise of the fullness of the kingdom to come. So we'll go to the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercy.